Do you want to know what this podcast is? I imagine that right now, you're feeling a bit like Alice, tumbling down the rabbit hole, hmm? Do you believe in fate, listener? Let me tell you why you're here. You are here because we formed opinions on something, something you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life. You don't know who we are, but we're there, like a worm in your ears, driving you mad. Podcasters assemble is everywhere. We are all around you, even now in this very room. You hear us when you put on your headphones or log into Patreon. You can feel us when you go to work, when driving the deserted roads. You have been blinded from the truth. Like everyone else, you are retained in a prison for your mind. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. Press skip. The story ends. You wake up at your job and believe whatever you want to believe. You press play. You stay in Wonderland. And we show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all we're offering you are our opinions, nothing more. No one can be told what Podcasters Assemble is. You must experience it for yourself. The Podcasters Assemble executable code is a production of the We Can Make This Work, probably, network. I like Moose I will destroy them all. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Coordinate. Yes, yes, my dear friends, it's been a little while. <laughs> maybe maybe a year? <laughs> no, not slightly less than a year, maybe nine months or so. But uh, yes, hi, I'm Bill. Hello, I'm from the UK side of The Coordinate, and here's Tyler. Oh, that's right, Tyler got eaten. Moment of silence for Tyler, please. Thank you. And anyway, <laughs> no, Tyler didn't really get eaten. Uh, he, he instead had a small child. And uh, having two of those myself, I know how time-consuming that can be. But yes, we... Don't worry, folks. Don't worry, folks. We will be back together once again, me and Tyler. Uh, we, um, the way we're kind of planning this out is that it looks like we can record every other couple of weeks together. So we're going to kind of take it in turns. I think we did this before to do the episodes as they come out. Because, of course... Why am I here? The final season returns on the 9th of January, which is only a few, few days away. Like, it's really, really not that far. Like, you know, I'm not going to be releasing this on the day I record it because I've got a few things I need to snip in. Snip, snip, snip. But, you know, yeah, yeah, the final season's coming, everybody. Can you believe it? You know, I thought, you know, it wasn't like the last season was the final season, was it? Was it? And they split it in two. Last second. Damn it. Anyway, what am I here for today, guys? I am actually here to give you a recap of what's happened so far in Attack on Titan. Yes, I know, you're all gagging for that information, because you're going to start watching Season 4 and be like, uh, what? What's going on here? In fact, actually, no, uh, Season 4, sorry, Season 4.2. Um, but actually, you'll probably do that anyway, because... They'll probably just start at some weird point in the timeline, which doesn't make much sense. Uh, like they did last season, where you just started with kind of Erin doing stuff in Mali. And it's just like, huh? What? <laughs> so I'm going to actually, when I go through this recap, I'm going to try and keep it a bit chronological. Chrono chrono 
yeah, that word. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to kind of try and keep the storyline in chronological order. So we will be starting off with some of the events on Paradise before Erin heads off to Mali because it makes more sense if you're talking about it in that way rather than the way they presented it to us. Uh, you know, not thought of the show. I like the way they presented it to us because you know it might have been a bit boring with the whole things with the you know the, the Malians getting captured and Yong Depong or whatever his name is and uh, Yolanda and doing all those sorts of things. I mean, you know, that was kind of like the interesting stuff that you need in the middle of the series. But I'm going to go for it in chronological order so it makes more sense to you guys. But first of all, let's quickly wrap up seasons one to three. Yeah, hey, <laughs> ready for this? Gonna crack my knuckles quickly. There we go. Right. Season one to three. People live inside a big giant cage. Uh, sorry, castle behind these walls. And uh, the world's been taken over by titans, apparently. Um, and if you leave the walls, you're going to get eaten. And oh my god, what a terrible existence. Um, Erin, our main character, keeps going, Hey, we're cattle for these titan feed. And yes, Erin, you're right. But how wrong also you are <laughs> and um, yeah anyway basically this titan breaks down the wall everything goes to shit stuff happens turns out there's some special titans turns out erin can turn into a special titans turned out every single person on the island can turn into a titan and they eventually manage to fight off the titan hordes including these weird invading special titans and um beat them off uh re relentlessly wait hang on beat them off relentlessly that doesn't sound right you can't beat off Titans, they don't have genitalia. Um, <laughs> but uh, yes, uh, it turns out there's like a whole world outside of this island, which is called Paradise. Um, and yeah, that's kind of where we are. <laughs> that's, that's why season one to three recap. You don't need to watch those seasons ever again. You know exactly what happens. They just beat off Titans relentlessly. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry you got tyler next week he's gonna be doing episode one so <laughs> you don't have to listen to my nonsense for too much longer so but what happens in season four is what you're all gagging to know so we'll start off with at the end of season three after the um after the survey corpse and everyone managed to defeat uh the gang that was coming over Bertold and all that lot um <clears throat> the malian empire took a huge hit now you're probably thinking Fuck is the Malian Empire? <laughs> that's what I was thinking at the start of season four. I was like, what? What's this? Um, yes. So uh, the whole outside world, there's basically this Malian Empire who was keeping everyone captive on Paradise, which is the name of the place where Attack on Titan takes place. And yeah, they, they'd already had some strange relationships with other countries around the world and things. And when they all found out that they'd actually lost a couple of the Titans on Paradise and taken this huge hit, uh, a war broke out. Because some, um, some Middle Eastern countries decided they would start a war with Mali and try and hit while they were still weak. So Mali got dragged into this war, which is why they didn't immediately launch an assault on Paradise itself. And um, instead they just sent a few scout ships over to sort of see what the situation was on Paradise. But because Erin and Armin and a few others had managed to take on Titan forms where they could transform at will, <clears throat> and obviously the Survey Corps were ready and waiting for them, they were able to capture many of these ships. Uh, and in fact, later on they show this thing where they actually use radio signals uh, to lure in other Malian ships and then capture them. Um, uh, but a lot, of the, a lot of the early ships that went out actually had people on it who were Eldians as well. Uh, so they weren't you know, because that's what Mar. Uh, so, oh God, Eldians. Got to explain what Eldians are. 
<laughs> so, uh, Eldians are the race of people that can turn into Titans. So, in their DNA, just means they have the ability to be transformed into Titans. Now, normally they have to <clears throat> be injected with Titan spinal fluid for this to happen. Uh, or in Zeke's case, if you use Zeke's spinal fluid, uh, he can control when you turn into a Titan. Um, <clears throat> so the Marlian Empire sent out these boats and a lot of the people on these boats were Eldians because Marlians essentially use them as slave labour uh, and they, yeah, wasn't they're not very nice people, these Marlians <laughs> and yeah, so a lot of these people then defected to live on Paradis and they were known as the Volunteers and two of these Volunteers are in particular quite important which is um, y- Yolanda and uh, Yonkipo Yon- I want to say his name is from memory <laughs> um, but yes, um Oh, Yelenik? Something like that. Uh, but yes, they basically, uh, they start giving lots of uh, like Marlian secrets away, telling them, you know, how this and that and all this works and how the Marlians work and how their infrastructure, their armies all put together. They really start spilling the beans on everything to bring, um, to bring them up to speed. And they even convince them, you know, you've got to become a modern society. You've only got a year to do this. Uh, but actually, Yelen- Yelena as well, um, or... But Yelena, Yelena, I think her name is. She, um, she actually, she was actually in control of an underground resistance group in Mali, uh, trying to help free Eldians. Um, but she also, which is uh, revealed at some point during the season, or the first part of the season four, was a. Um, she works for Zeke. And so she eventually reveals to the people in Paradise, like, "Hey, I've got a message from Zeke." and uh, basically he wants to come to the island and meet Erin. And everyone's like, well, no, I mean, like, he was here before and he was a complete dick. (laughs) She's like, yeah, but he's he's changed now. And Erin actually defends this point. He's just like, well, yeah, you know, there were things we didn't know then. Um, You know, because Erin has now taken on the founder titan, but he also, when he punched his... um, his stepmom in Titan form, he was suddenly able to momentarily control the powers of the tit- of the founding Titan. So he's realised that when he comes into contact with someone of royal blood, he is then able to use the power of the founding Titan. And so him and Zeke are kind of conducting some sort of weird plan together where they can reveal that, yes, Erin can use the Founding Titan's power, and inside the walls in Paradise, uh, they're all con- contained within all the walls are all these massive titans. And so uh, there's something that they call the rumbling, where if he so wished, um, or if he comes into con- if Erin comes in contact with someone of royal blood, he could actually invoke the rumbling by waking up all these monstrous giant titans and they just run really quickly and make a big rumbling sound. <laughs> which apparently is really scary so yeah that's that's kind of yeah that's kind of what's happening there and Arian's kind of everyone's against the idea of bringing Zeke to the island apart from Arian who's a bit like kind of makes sense you know <laughs> we can use this to defend ourselves but luckily you know like I say there's other wars broken out so Marley hasn't got the resources to try and make a full-scale attack on Paradise. So they're, they're quite lucky at this point. And um, yeah, moving forward, they're going to try and, you know, they start building infrastructure on Paradise to become more of a modern society. Uh, so they start building railroads and ports and things. But in the meantime, they're still defending themselves by taking over these ships that they lure in via these radio signals. Uh, normally with Armin sort of being on a tiny boat and then turning into the Colossus Titan and picking the ship up. <laughs> Just be like, ha ha, I've got you. <laughs> Can't get away now. 
<laughs> so the gang managed to open up their first port, and they have their first visitor from uh, Hirizu. Hirizu, I think it is, which is like an Asian nation, and uh, the so the representative of this nation basically comes over to spell out Zeke's plan in black and white in the hopes that it will speed up them bringing him back to Paradise. Um, now, it's also worth mentioning that there's a kind of like a mini love story going on in the background here where this chef, uh, Nico, falls in love with uh, Sasha from the Survey Corps, which is uh, just uh, it's, it's an important little plot point that goes on in the background, so we want to keep an eye on that. So Nico, Nico, he's a chef, he's a volunteer from Mali, uh, and yeah, he starts to fall in love with Sasha. But yeah, so um, so this this age, this this nation comes over, and interestingly enough, one of the reasons, uh, one of the other reasons they come over, was because um, Mikasa is actually descended from their royal line, which is a weird plot point that they don't really finish off by the end of the season. So. Not really sure what's going on there, but you know, they it's just they just squeeze it in there for some reason because yeah, because Mikasa is Asian looking uh, compared to everyone else in the story, and so yeah, you know, that's just the thing. But yeah, they basically spell out Zeke's plan where uh, they he wants to get over there because you know, he's got royal blood, Zeke, and uh, Eren's got the founding titan, and he reckons if they pull off a small scale rumbling, it will put people off from trying to invade or take over Paradise. Then if they continue with their modernization plan until the point where they can become self-sufficient, then they won't need the Titans anymore for that sort of thing. Then they can get rid of the rumbling thing. But until the modernization is complete, which could take 50 odd years or so, they would need to maintain this system of having a founding titan and a royal titan so keeping the two separate so you don't have someone with too much power but having the two at the same time to warn people off because you can just rumble away at any moment uh but erin uh, most people are kind of like mm, this isn't a bad idea but erin's kind of like no 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 yes no no sorry me no <laughs> yeah erin's not down for this because um if you remember back to season three when he first discovered his power, he didn't actually tell anyone because he didn't want uh, anyone to try and transform Historia. Because the idea would be that Historia would, who's the who's the top of the royal Historia, who's the top of the royal line uh, on Paradise, uh, has no Titan in her at the moment. So, but what they want her to do, because Zeke's only got like a year or two left before, because you get thirteen years as a Titan. Uh, before you die uh, Zeke has got a couple of years left before he has to give up his beast titan and the idea would be that Historia would become the new beast titan so <clears throat> yeah he doesn't want that to happen he thinks she should avoid that fate and um, yeah because even Historia's been like yeah yeah this seems like a cool idea <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, dick, <laughs> dick move, dick move. Um, but yeah, because then it would also mean that her children's children would have to take it on. So then, then they only get a short lifespan together, and it's kind of, yeah, no, yeah. I, I kind of agree with Erin here. I think it's a bit of a shitty thing. Something needs to be done about the original Titan threat, but we don't know what it is yet. But we need to get there at some point. Now, it's also important important to point out that this Hirizu nation, the only real reason that they've come to Paradise. It's for something called Ice Blast Stone, I think, uh, which is what they use in the um, 
the BDSM gear that they use. Yep. So they they uh, this Hiruzu Nation is very kinky and they need some extra juice in their BDSM. So <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So they've come for this ice blast stone, which is going to be very valuable. And apparently, it's only found on Paradise. Uh, and yeah, they've been using it for their uh, ODM gear all this time. Uh, yeah, which is a very very valuable resource. So again, it could give the island of Paradise a big sort of power thing in their uh, you know a big arsenal in their political power over over the other nations but we're not at that stage yet and so um yeah so basically it comes to the point where most of these plans actually end up being rejected now at some point in this part of the timeline uh yelena does actually meet with erin and actually reveals zeke plan but i'm just gonna hold that little, little, little bit back for now um but we kind of skip forward now to what's happening over in Mali. So it's taken about, I think, five years or something, and they've finally won their battle in the Middle East. And this is where the actual season opened up. We see this horrific battle where Eldians are being turned into, like, monstrous titans in their thousands and just literally thrown out of planes into this town. And it's quite horrific. And the Beast Titan's there and the Armand Titan's there. We also see the Jaw Titan and the Cart Titan working together. And yeah, and then there's also Eld- just Eldian soldiers, just random us. There's even like this scene of Eldian soldiers as a suicide squad with like bombs strapped to their chests, just running into things. And it's just like horrific horrific the way the Malians are treating the Eldians and I think I, I did I did kind of say in the last season it's very reminiscent of kind of the second world war and you know a lot of things that happened in the second world war you know I'm not going to just say Hitler and all that sort of stuff because you know the kamikazes were famous from the Japanese side um, the Germans I mean during the first world war bombs and uh, gas gassing and things like that these are all very horrific things but it was just the idea of just having you know a basic slave race to just throw it throw into war i just it makes me feel sick on the inside it's such a horrific thing to think about and uh, yeah they're trying to really get that across here that that's how the marlians treat the eldians and it is just just awful <laughs> just flicking awful but the um you know they won the battle the uh the marlian general is worried because he saw a couple of times where they had to rely on the special titans like the beast, the armor, and the jaw so much. But a few times during that battle, things nearly went completely wrong and they nearly lost them. They nearly died. And so he's just like, the other nations, we've won this war, but the other nations have caught up technology-wise that we can't just rely on the titans forever. And Zeke's like, well, we need to get Paradise. We, we need to get the founding titan to have all that power that the founding titan has to control all that everything that we need to control and that will give us time to catch up technologically with the other nations so they're not even like caring about carrying on with the titans they just need to get to the point where they're safe for long enough that they can catch up with the other nations technology so that they can then compete in war again you know these these marlians are bastards (laughs) um and yeah that's kind of that they kind of think, yeah, okay, maybe maybe this isn't a bad idea. And they, they 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 deliberate it as well. Um, so what then hap- What we then get to thing is that we see Erin. Erin suddenly in Mali. He's gone there against the wishes of everyone on Paradise. He's just gone, yeah, fuck it, I'm going. And we see a few scenes where he's kind of just like tailing Reiner, and he sees Reiner act like interacting with these two characters called Falco and Gabby. Now Gabby is a little shit stain, and Falco 
is motherfucking Falco. <laughs> yeah, not, not the Austrian rap star. No, the other, the other Falco. The Falco from Attack on Titan. And um, Amadeus, Amadeus. And yeah, so she's... Um, yeah, so he sees the relationship that he has that Reiner has with these two children, and he picks on Falco, and he befriends Falco, giving him advice and all this sort of stuff. And also, he's only got one leg, so he's got really good control over his Titan powers now. That he's like purposely taken his leg off and decided not to let his Titan powers heal him, so that he can look like a war victim, and it works. He really gains Falco, no, not not the Austrian rap star. He really gains Falco's trust. And they become good friends. And then he starts giving Falco's letters and asking him to post them. And this this is him actually sending secret information off somewhere. Uh, I can't exactly remember where he's sending it to. You know, possibly to get to the scouts. Uh, I think he's just telling them like, hey, I've got this really dick plan. And if you don't come and rescue me, you're going to regret it because you're going to lose everything. Because t- Aaron holds all the cards here. He's got, you know, the warrior titan and the... Uh, a couple of other titans inside him, including the founding titan. So, and that's the one that everybody wants. So he's taking such a huge risk, leaving Paradise with the founding titan. But, yep, that's just what he's decided to do. And uh, then we get the declaration of war. And so we find this, um, we find these, uh, we're introduced to these new people, who's uh, a family of Eldians who are very rich and have a lot of influence in the Malian society. But they're Eldians. Very important. Um, and yeah, everybody loves this guy. I can't remember his name. But everybody bloody loves him. And he's just like, I'm going to announce the declaration of war against Paradise. And they set up this huge event with like in this huge arena where he's on stage and he's telling everyone about it. His whole family is behind him. And apparently um, these people, uh, they, they, are, they are the family that's in control of another special titan which is this really cool one which is like you can shapeshift and transform into things and uh, this is where we we, we were going to see it this is where we're going to eventually see the logo of attack on titan that big crystallized tree thing because <laughs> it does that um, and uh yeah it's really really cool titan and um <clears throat> and yeah so they have this big big event and this is where Erin reveals himself to Berthold and this huge fight breaks out and uh, he eats the guy who's giving this big speech, which is really funny. Uh, but the whole point is with them having like this like family of like 10 people where there's like there's, uh, there's like grandparents, parents, children, grandchildren um, is the fact. I think, oh, his name's Willie, isn't it? <laughs> I forgot that. <laughs> big Willie style. <laughs> and um, yeah, so uh, the idea is that they've got this big family so that no one knows which one's actually in control of this Titan. And um, so Erin just bursts through the floor, eats Willy, uh, but doesn't gain the Titan power that he was trying to capture at the time. But everything goes to shit. And then also, at this moment, the Survey Corps kind of drop in as well at the same time to join in with this battle. Because Erin had secretly told him, hey, I'm going to be um, <laughs> I'm going to be attacking this event. If you guys don't show up and rescue me, I'll probably die and you'll probably lose the attack Titan. And they're all like, ah, you bastard, Erin. You bastard. So he really forces their hand, which is really funny. And um, so they've got no choice but to come in and rescue him. So he eats Willy, and then suddenly this other big titan starts attacking him. Turns out it was Willy's sister. <laughs> so big Willy's sister. <sighs> Where did I get this stuff from? Um, oh, that's right. It's the Warhammer Titan. Uh, the Warhammer Titan. Yeah. So Erin's on absolute fire here. And um, he's about to capture not only the Warhammer Titan, he almost captures the Jaw Titan, the Cart Titan. Everyone turns up. 
and also this has the this has the really good knock on effect that all of Marlion's generals and everyone was sitting in the audience. They all die. So he's really made a huge hit on their military um, operations, you know, and what they're capable of doing in, in, in as, as an empire. So he does all of that. And then he also manages to supposedly, uh, oh no, actually uh, it's uh, Levi. Levi suddenly jumps in and beats the absolute living shit out of Zeke, who's the... Um, who's the uh who's he's in beast titan form as well and he beats the living crap out of him and kidnaps him uh and puts him on this big uh steel bird that they're using to get out when i say steel bird i mean a blimp <laughs> i don't know why i call it a steel bird i just do uh so yeah so they all escape together and then gabby and falco also managed to escape on the blimp um and oh yeah oh, it's really cool when uh erin uses the jaw titan so uh yeah this uh the Warhammer Titan, which, um, you know, nothing to do with Warhammer. <laughs> um, it uses all this, like, chrysalis form and everything to um, make shapes and weapons and armor for itself. And, yeah, eventually she gets to the point where she can't... She's used up too much of her power. She creates a shell around herself to protect herself from being eaten. So Erin uses the Jaw Titan, who's got, like, these unbreakable jaws, to crack the shell, and then she just bleeds into Erin's mouth. It's a really funny scene. It's like, why do I call it funny? It's a really good scene. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so he, he manages to eat it. Um, Jaw Titan and Cart Titan, who's uh, PK. <laughs> PK fire! Uh, get away, get away, uh, but not the Beast Titan. They capture him and then uh, off the scouts go in their steel bird back into the sun, back to Paradise. But Gabby and Falco have climbed aboard and Gabby shoots one of the scouts and she's killed Sasha! Everyone's favourite scout, the potato-eating Sasha. Nic- Niccolo, bloody the Marlian Eldian guy back in Paradise who's cooking French food... He fell in love with her. Now Gabby's just gone and shot her. Oh, Gabby, you're going to regret that, my friend. You're going to regret. But uh, yeah, but during um, <laughs> during Erin's time uh, with Falco, he does actually manage to meet Zeke, and they Zeke discuss they they discuss Zeke's plan of euthanasia. So Zeke's plan is to use the Founding Titans' power to uh, euthanize basically the whole Eldian race. So he's not going to kill him out. But they won't be able to have children and reproduce. And so they'll eventually just die out. Which means the Titans will die out. Which means the Marlians will stop attacking. And people will stop coveting the Titan power. And yeah, again, just dick move. <laughs> you, you can't take away the choice from people to have children. That's, that's harsh, man. Um, but yeah, that, that's kind of that's his plan. And Erin eventually agrees to it. And then they've now both gone back with the scouts to Paradise. You know, the scouts are pretty pissed with Erin and what he did, and they're even more pissed with uh, Zeke, and they won't let them see each other, so they separate them. But they are essentially, they are in one place together. They're both on the island of Paradise, which is where they need to be. So, you've got to keep up here, people, now, because this is where it all gets a little bit complicated. So, our good friend Zekibu uh, has been... Uh, kidnapped, uh, not kidnapped, but he's been held by uh, Captain Levi um, in a big titan forest. And obviously he's terrified of Levi. Now, an important thing to note, when uh, the El- uh, when the Eldians of Paradise, that's what I should say, um, <clears throat> when they were capturing all the Marley boats and Marley ships, the ships were filled with wine. And this was a damn tasty wine. Everyone's like, mmm! I like me this wine. It's not suspicious at all. Just these ships full of soldiers coming here with all this wine on it. And so eventually a lot, uh, it was kind of kept within the military. 
um, rather than given out to the public, but the military would drink this wine for some reason. Because, you know, that's what they do. And as it turns out, this wine was actually laced with the spinal fluid of Zeke, giving him the ability to, whenever he wanted to, to just transform people into titans. So this is not a good thing for the uh, Paradisians. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, when when he's uh, under watchful guard of Levi, uh, Levi's men as well who are there, um, they, they're, they're all sitting around drinking his wine. Yeah, but not Levi. No, Levi doesn't drink wine, he only drinks tea. Because he's a clever, clever boy. And yep, uh, Zeke's just kind of patiently waiting for his moment. Now, you might be thinking, why didn't they just, you know, take Zeke to Historia? Get Historia to turn into a titan and eat Zeke? And then, you know, problem solved. She's got her titan. Um, Zeke, the problem of Zeke's been eliminated. And, you know, if they could just convince Erin, who's currently in prison, to stop being a dick, uh, then they've got the power they want to keep themselves safe for a bit but Historia's pregnant yep she is royalty and as royalty are all meant to do she slept with the stable boy and got knocked up so they're waiting for her to give birth and have the child before turning her into a titan to eat Zeke so they're just keeping him alive for a few months while they're waiting for that to all pan out <laughs> bonkers is but Zeke takes his moment, he thinks his moment's come when Eren's about to arrive, and he transforms everyone into, around him into a beast, uh, into titans. And obviously Levi doesn't transform, but he's like, ah, I've got it, Levi, I bet you can't kill 30 of your closest men, can you? And Levi's just like, do you know me? <laughs> I'm, I am death itself. These people were my friends, my colleagues, my, my companions, but now they are just big-ass titans trying to eat me, so I'm going to lot of them and yet he, he dispatches 30 titans very very quickly and chases after zeke and ends up blowing zeke out of his own neck with some spare thunder spears <laughs> levi jesus just an absolute beast that man <laughs> an absolute beast so anyway um uh yeah levi then keeps him kind of under captive control He's tied to the back of a cart. Levi's taking him back to the walls because he's like, well, you know, I shouldn't really be doing this by myself. <laughs> and, um, yep, Zeke's just like, well, fuck it, I'm going to take my chances. He's got this big thunder steer stuck in his neck, which is basically just going to blow his head off if he moves. And he does it. He just moves his neck, blows him and Levi up. So, assumingly, they're trying to give the impression Levi is going to be dead at this. Uh, now, while he's kind of spacing out, he has his, uh, Zeke has this weird vision of a girl, which I assume is going to be important. It's probably going to turn out to be absolutely nothing and a load of bollocks. But yeah, just remember that for now. There, Zeke remembered this girl thing. And then that's kind of the last... Uh, the last we see of Zeke is actually uh, one of a titan that he transformed runs up to him, rips its belly open and puts Zeke inside it, assumingly to give Zeke enough time to recover from this horrific injury of having his skull exploded by a thunder spear. Yes. <laughs> um, but elsewhere... Meanwhile, elsewhere on Paradise. So, oh god, where shall I start? Let's let's go with Gabby and Falco. Gabby and Falco have uh, uh they were imprisoned as prisoners of war, and they've escaped from said prison, and they're running off through the countryside. And eventually, someone is kind enough to take them in, um, not really knowing who they are. And it turns out to be Sasha's family. Yeah. Yeah, Sasha's family takes in a bunch of strays because uh, she, the, the Gabby and Falco aren't the only ones here that are strays. <laughs> the rest of them are. One of the girls actually does figure out that they are Marlian. And so she's like, well, I'm, I know a Marlian. His name's Nico. I'll take you to meet Nico, who's obviously the guy who fell in love with um, Sasha, who uh, Gabby killed. 
this is this is not going to end well. <laughs> but yes, they all end up going to to, to Nico's restaurant. Um, everything goes to complete shit. Nico, um, uh, there's a big fight that suddenly ensues, um, <clears throat> and um, Falco is knocked to the floor, and accidentally some of the wine with Zeke's spinal fluid gets into his mouth. And at this point is when um, uh, Nico reveals, yep. <laughs> all that wine has got his spinal fluid in so uh, it's likely you're going to get turned into a Dalton Falco um, yeah <laughs> so that's not very good now there, there is a reason why this sort of whole thing sort of split out but he Nico realised who Gabby was he realised oh sh- you're the little shit who killed Sasha and he even tells Sasha's dad and he's, he's like literally about to gouge her eyes out and rip her throat open with a knife and Sasha's dad's like no this is wrong like, I know what she did, but she didn't know who Sasha was. It wasn't like a personal thing. And Sasha's dad convinces Nico this is the wrong thing to do to kill Gabby. Now, <clears throat> I'm completely on Nico's side. Gabby is a gobby little shit, and Nico should just rip her fucking head off. But he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't do it, unfortunately. Um, now, what else is going on in the background is some political movements where, because Erin was thrown in prison, and Erin's kind of considered the hero of the people, because he, he's the one who saved them all from the Titan Scourge, all locked up. But, um, so, there's this kind of this whole thing where a political faction called the Jaegerites, the Jaegerists, or Jaegerites, um, come up out of nowhere, and they're being led by this guy called Flotch, who's also being fed information by um, y- Yelenka. So this whole thing's kind of coming together now. And when it's revealed that all the wine has been poisoned with Le- Zeke's spinal fluid, and that they could all be turned into uh, <clears throat> titans at any time, all the top-ranking military officials start defecting to the Jaegerites giving Yelenka and Flotch all the power. This is an important thing. So this is one of the things. I think the Jaegerites actually come into the restaurant at this point. And um, then there's this big scene with Armin and Mikasa sort of discussing what's going on. And I won't, even, I won't get into armbands. There's this whole armband system as well. So, you know, you, you wear a white armband or something if you if you defected by your own means. You wear a yellow armband if you defected because you knew you had wine inside you or you have a black armband if you've defected but you defected against your will even though you know you got the wine arm well, the wine inside you like pixis does pixis oh, i love commander pixis but yeah he has he has this armband um and uh yeah so um uh, they're having a conversation and then just casually out of nowhere <laughs> erin just walks in just like sits down and goes all right guys sup man <laughs> like doing it uh yeah so erin just walks in casually sits down just like hi guys what's up um and yeah he basically just uh he just starts being complete dick to them he's like mikasa the only reason you try and protect me is because of your anchorman programming it's basically in your dna that you're supposed to look after me and this was kind of a whole plot point at some point back in season three i think about the anchors it was really weird um but yes so they yeah they kind of he just sits there to piss them off and then he starts going to um he starts saying to Armin, like, you know, the only reason you're doing half the stuff you do is because of Berthold's memories inside your head and they're controlling you. You're both just pawns and puppets and puppets and pawns and things like that. And eventually he gets to the point where he actually gets he actually gets Armin to attack him and then Erin just beats the living shit out of him. <laughs> Absolutely beats him down. Uh, and then there we sort of flick over to a bit where also uh, I think they arrest a lot of Erin's old friends. <clears throat> and so Jean is then talking to um Mikasa and Armin about what happened with Erin and they're just like yeah he's a 
bloody dick there in and Gene's just like I don't know I can't believe it like especially considering Gene was always the guy who hated him during the training things in season it's just like I feel like he's going to have an ulterior motive going on here he can't just be out to get us all and they're like mm, maybe maybe and I'm kind of I'm with Gene on this one I feel like he done something and I feel like even beating up Armin was maybe a way to get something into Armin or maybe get a message to him that he only knows. And this is where Yelenka comes down and reveals to everyone about the whole euthanasia thing. And it actually makes Armin cry. And he says to her, God, I can't believe you're, you believe your cause is so noble that they're going to euthanize everyone. And Gene's a bit dumb here as well. He's just like, what? But everyone will just get old. How will we protect the old people? It's like, oh, Gene, you're going to get old. There's going to be no one to protect. You're all going to die out slowly because you can't breed. You know, it's the same as... It's the same. It's the same thing. It's the same thing as just putting people, putting a whole race of people up against the wall and just shooting them. You know, you're just you're just longing it out for eight years while they all die off. You know, uh, Historia's baby will end up being the oldest living Eldian. No one will care. And also, you'll have nothing to protect yourselves with. So people will just be like, "Well, you're gonna die out anyway. We might as well just kill you all now for being dicks because we hate you all." Yeah, it's just not not the best of plans. And then. So, oh, have we got the pieces here together? Yeah, so finally we end up with... Everyone's in Shiganshina, or Chikanshima. And Armin... Yeah, every, everyone's there. Apart from, I think, Annie. I think Annie is still in Chrysalis uh, as the uh, female titan uh, in the central wall. But everyone else has kind of got to Shiganshina. Apart from possibly Zeke, who's outside somewhere in the titan forest, inside a titan's belly. And um, um, this is the point where Falco meets Erin. And, you know, Falco, although I keep calling her a gobby little shite, she is basically the Marlian version of young Erin. She's angry at the world. She hates everything. And, yeah, she is. Yeah, and she has a good right to be as well. But Erin, being Erin, is just very cool and calm at this point. He's not he's not the impetuous youth he once was. And then PK, PK, wow, comes in and stabs a guard in the neck and then starts pretending that she's trying to defect. It's just like, well, if you were trying to defect, you wouldn't have stabbed that innocent guard in the neck. Although I think she might just be like... He was a Marlian thingy. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, so it's kind of... We're just at this really weird point now where we kind of still don't know what side Erin's on. We know Flotch, who's in charge of the Jaegerists, and Yelenka are working together. So you have to be think they're all being manipulated by Zeke. Uh, the Paradise government has been pretty much taken over. Somewhere out there in the wild is um, Historia, who's going to be a key part to all this. Um, and... I think there's most of our playing, most of our cards all together. We don't know what's going to be happening with Falco, with him maybe possibly turning into a Titan at some point. Um, and yeah, Armin and everyone else being against Erin or maybe with him. Like there's just there's a lot of things unanswered. But this is the point where PK is trying to convince Erin that she's on his side. He's having none of it. Takes her up to the roof. Says, go on and point to the enemies. And she does it slow down around and points at Erin and goes, you are the enemy, Mr. Jaeger. And I ah, yeah, I knew it. And then at this point, the jaw titan, um, Mr. Dickface himself, oh, I can't remember. I'm terrible. Why, why do I podcast? Why do I pretend to be an expert at this sort of stuff? <laughs> um... Oh, I can't remember his name. He's got a silly name. But the jaw titan smashes through the floor, comes up, tries to eat Erin, bites his legs off, and then we see um, Erin transform into the warrior titan. And uh, was it the attack titan? Oh, Tyler, is it the warrior attack titan? You got to correct. You got. You're supposed to be here to correct me on this sort of stuff. And um, that obviously sets off a huge explosion, which then 
everyone can see in the air, which then brings down the Marlians, who are floating around in their bloody blimps. They start descending down into Shigantina as well. So we've just got this huge culmination of everything coming together in Shigantina. There's almost, almost every single Titan is at least nearby, apart from Annie, who's probably the furthest one. And um, yeah, so we've suddenly this big battle's about to happen and season ends. <laughs> season one ends there. Part, season four, part one ends there. And then we go to season two. Which is coming out very shortly, and I'm very excited about it. Oh, I need to know what happens. Oh, it's just, just, oh god, are we going to get 16 episodes? I hope it's 16 episodes. But yeah, I'm really, really, really excited. I still think it's going to culminate to possibly Armin eating everyone. <laughs> that's my theory. Armin's going to eat the entire planet, and that's going to be the end of it. Um, but yeah, it's it's exciting to find out what is coming next. And yeah, apologies if this recap was a bit rambling. You know, you, you guys know me by now. I am a, I, I will ramble on forever. But it's exciting to get back to this now. I'm really, really looking forward to January the 9th and finally watching it. And then, like I said, Tyler's going to do the first episode. And I think we're going to be doing episode two together. Or I'll be doing episode two and then we'll be doing episode three together. But we're going to try and align our schedules as much as possible to get double episodes. The final episode will definitely be a double episode. I will force Tyler to take time off work for that. And, um, <laughs> sorry, oh, yeah, Tyler, you need to take time off work for that, yeah? Yeah, book it now. No, no. I don't care. You you take that PTO, you put it in, yeah? All right, good. So, yeah, and uh, yeah, look forward to a lot more Attack on Titan goodness. And yeah, if you couldn't remember what happened in Season 4, I've probably just confused you a lot more up to this point. So, yeah, just remember, oh, Gabby's annoying. So annoying. Anyway, guys, have a good day. Have a happy new year. And please, don't get eaten by Titans, especially if they're called Troy. This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at ProbablyWork for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com.